everybody. It's another episode of Uncensored Life with the Saunders, and I am Nicole. And I'm your boy, Chase. And we are just going to get into it with news from Chicago that Mr. Saunders wanted to get into. So on February the 19th of 2019, Anjanette Young's home was mistakenly raided. She stood in cuffs for minutes in her home, um, naked, crying that they had gone to the wrong house. Um, she's in the process right now of suing the city, which is why um, this happened almost two years ago, and we're just now hearing it because the video um, from the body cams was released in the courtroom. Apparently, Mayor Lightfoot's staff wanted to uh, make sure that it just stayed in the courtroom and didn't go out to the public, but of course it did. Mm-hmm. So the mayor has issued an apology as um, this, of course, happened before she became mayor, but with everything, with her team trying to keep everything out of... does um, not look good for her. It doesn't... Even though it's been stated and clear and clear that this happened before she got office, the fact that your team tried to cover shit up or keep it quiet or keep that video from being released, it it does not look good. And I'm all for Auntie Lori. I root for Auntie Lori. I told you that I feel like as a member of her staff, my job is to make sure that she looks good. And this video does not look good for her because when you see this video and you hear this woman's story and the climate that we're living in right now with Brianna Taylor not getting the justice that she deserves, no one's going to think about the date and think about when you know, when right. did Lori Lightfoot become mayor? No one's going to think about that. Nope. As soon as they see this video, they're coming for her head. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, I understand why her staff would want to keep this video inside of the courtroom. But why why would they think that was going to be successful though? We live in a in an age of social media in the age of technology. Like you can try your best not to get that out. But with all the hacks and 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 shit like that, thing. it would have to because it's not like it's a video that's just like in some random person's possession. This video is inside of a court proceeding. There are tons of court proceedings that go on every day around the country with tons of evidence and videos and stuff like that that's presented to the court that we as civilians will never see. So they have to at least try because the only way otherwise for it to be released would be a leak. And that's the 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 thing that I have issue with is that the best thing for her in this situation since since it happened before she came into office 
is to get in front of it the best way that she knows how. And according to her, like she, because like I said, there are tons of court cases that go on every single day all across the country, let alone in Cook County. And to have an expectation that she knows what's going on with every single court case that goes through Cook County is, or the city of Chicago itself is, something that like she has other layers to her job that that shouldn't be something that she like is up to speed on however maybe her team should have been so that she could have gotten in front of it before the video even happened because video or no video you raided the wrong house Mm -hmm. period first of all i would like to know i would just like to be like a fly in the police station or that police car that ride to the building like how do you fucking and this isn't the first time this happened this is this happens all the time apparently how do you raid the like do do like the first person up there do you not look at the building numbers do you not look at the door numbers like you just don't make sure you at the right spot you just pick a door any mini money mo shit shit who did it your mama did it like you just pick a door and just say boom. Right. Like I I, I want to know like what type of and, and this goes back to fucking oh shit. This goes back to uh like we said, like police needed more training because I just don't see how you drop the ball with that. I really don't. Like you had a whole car ride to this place and from what i seen in the video from the time they pulled up to the time they entered the building it wasn't and they was banging on the door at that y'all it took them a while to bang the door down with the door knocker like you still had time right there to say oh shit this not even the right spot all those police officers for that raid and nobody noticed that this was the wrong place nobody well, because that, that that goes back to what you said. Like, first of all, we need to know the process. But my thing is that for me to get a simple office job, I have to take all types of assessments to make sure that I can match up A to B. And and if it's a sequence of numbers and they're identical, spot the error and all this other stuff. Whereas that's not a part. Like, police need all sorts of... They need layers of training. They need psych evaluations. There's a lot lacking in just the hiring process of the police in every area. Like there are other countries where you need a psych evaluation. You need to prove your mental stability in order to become a police officer. And like here, it's just all about your physical fitness and that's to get into the academy like there's nothing once you're in there to like maintain your like maintain your physical fitness like and the only time that they want to check on your mental is when it's too late when you've been through something when you've already done something then we want to check and see if you're mentally stable enough to go back on the streets. But there's nothing to stop you from being on the streets in the first place. And right. that's 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 a huge problem. 
It is. It, whatever training, whatever type of training they're getting, I don't know if motherfuckers just not paying attention, not giving a fuck. But yeah, from what I seen in the video, they had plenty of time, but they was knocking the door down to say, hey, oh, wait, hold on, guys. We had the wrong spot. And even then, when you burst in the house and this lady's naked, like it took y'all a minute to cover her up. And she's like trying to let y'all know that y'all got the wrong house. Y'all still didn't proceed to check. Like y'all just walking around the house looking at pictures on the wall and shit. And this lady's sitting there handcuffed naked. Like, and, and the fucked up part is you didn't even allow this woman to fucking get decent. You just immediately just stopped and handcuffed her naked in her home. Like, you clearly seen there was no threat in the house because you guys fucking bombarded the house and just went through every room. And she's naked. Where's she going to pull away? That's right. I, I don't know. It, it's a bad look for Lightfoot, even though we know this came before her. But the fact that your team tried to cover it up and understand your team is there to make you look good, but you're constantly being blindsided by your own team. And so you need to, to change who you got on your squad. What we talked about last week when I was um, saying what Ice Cube had in his 26-page plan, um, there's no repercussion for their actions. That's why they It's not. They get away with the shit, yeah. Exactly. And, like, anytime anything goes wrong and you put a microphone to it, any of their faces, the first thing out their mouth is, I was just doing my job. There's no repercussions for me. It's not. Like, if I, heaven forbid, go in, have an operation, and something goes wrong, there's repercussions to that doctor's actions. Right. Any job, anywhere so, you make a mistake, there's repercussions so to your this act is, actions, but not this, and you killing people? So so this this is a thought. This is a thought that came into my head the other day. So, okay, if breaking and entering, breaking and entering is entering a building you're not supposed to be in or entering someone's home, you know, that you're not invited in, you know, that's breaking and entering. It's so since y'all was at the wrong house, is this not considered breaking and entering? Because y'all broke this lady's door down, y'all rushed in the house, and clearly y'all was in the wrong Oh, I'm I'm pretty sure the city is going to pay for the door, but still, is that not considered breaking and entering? I mean, am I missing something just because y'all the police is okay? But you had the wrong fucking house, job, though. Sir, because that's that's what they're going to say. I was just doing my job, sir. But oh, hey, your job is CPD. It's not a good look, man. Accuracy should be a part of, but there's there's no repercussions for their actions. Yeah, they'll be they'll they'll be serving a warrant at the wrong spot. Probably the a couple of months from now suffer, here. Like through this lawsuit because she's suing the city, so of course the city will suffer, which means that more innocent people because I didn't knock on the wrong door, I didn't uh, handcuff anybody that shouldn't be handcuffed. But like this is going to when you sue the city, the city now has to suffer instead of those that did their job incorrectly like that makes no sense at all to me that you know we we're going to we're going to suffer behind this lawsuit instead of those that didn't do their job correctly i think that's that's crazy but it is what it is um 
I just like to add this last little bit too. I just think it's funny how they always serving the wrong warrant at black people houses. Like, I, I just, I, I just find that amazing. Like, if y'all serve a warrant at a white person's house, I'm pretty sure y'all get the right house every time. Well, but you serve well, a warrant at the. You said that it's gonna be because this is what I find ironic. Anytime we as the people band together and start to speak up for our people, that all of a sudden there's a a, a bunch of videos that surface say this happens to us too. Okay, Jenny, like once in a million. Yes, there's exceptions to every rule, but like, why is that happening at such a high frequency with us in our neighborhoods? So, like, just because you said that, like, it's gonna be some videos that surface that, yeah, you know, this happens to us too, okay, mm -hmm. but not at the same frequency. Um, Dave Chappelle has gotten yet another corporation to remove the Dave Chappelle show um, from their lineup because he's not being paid and that's HBO Max. Um, I was all for it with Netflix or off like give get this man a piece of the pie like you a lot uh, first of all a lot of you networks that are now picking up the Dave Chappelle show didn't want the Dave Chappelle show. Right, like it was shots. Right to a lot of you that are now. But you on know the what? Wagon. But you know what? This this goes back to you know what we all have been saying for the longest. They want to fuck with us, but they don't want to fuck with us. Like now that Dave Chappelle has you know been dawned a legend in the black community, we already knew this nigga was funny as shit and is a legend. But now that everybody else is starting to like catch on to like yo. This nigga is the truth. Like everybody, like everybody on social media, like the public wants his show. Like they want his show everywhere. Now you want it, but when he was shopping, that you ain't want it though. Exactly. So, but a lot of people are upset that he's getting his way because they say that you know the Dave Chappelle isn't a one man show. You know, other people worked on the Dave Chappelle show and this, that, and the other. Great argument if those people were getting paid from these deals, but they're not. Yeah, but I can't say that he he he's not looking out for him though. Like I, I I just don't see him being that type of dude, especially with everything he went through, just you know to produce the show, and you know I I my cousin who's a comedian back home. He works with, uh, his name on the show is Ashley Larry, but he works with him. Like they work closely, like they do shows and shit together. And from what I, I see on IG from my cousin's page is that, uh, like I don't see any like ill will or bad blood towards Dave Chappelle, which leads me to think that he somehow was still keeping in contact with these people and looking out for these people. Well, it's, I don't think that factors into what I'm saying because, like, a lot of people are saying 
that they should stop trying to get these networks to pull the shows because this wasn't just his thing. Oh, okay. Because okay. Thing, what I'm saying is, is that I could agree with that if for some if everyone on the show was getting a cut. But if Dave's not getting a cut, they're not getting a cut either. This goes back to Comedy Central. Like, so these smaller people aren't getting a cut of this project. So what Dave is doing isn't hurting them. And that's what a lot of people's argument is, is that they feel like what Dave is doing is hurting the little guy. But if Dave's not getting the cut of a show that he created, then the little guy's not getting the cut either. Right. I get what you're saying. Um, so you know, we all know that the versus battle between Ashanti and Keisha Cole is postponed. Yeah, but that's on unfortunate. Deck for tonight is E40 mm. and Too Short. Yeah, I mean everybody in Cali on the East Coast, they probably excited getting their little outfits and shit together, but. Yeah, me being born and raised all the way on the on the East Coast. Yeah, that's that's something I'm not interested in. I think Ashanti and Keisha Cole for the culture was gonna be dope. For men, it was gonna be dope because you know it had them, you know. I'm just saying though, all the fellas, we was about to sit back and just watch these two queens do their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm team Ashanti, you know. She finding that thing. Same so, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Too Short and, and E-40. I mean, I, I, I like E-40. I, I think his style is different and, mm-hmm. and unorthodox. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Too Short, uh, I mean, I know he a legend in the Bay Area, but like I said, I'm from the East Coast, so it really don't. So yeah, for the Bay Area, this is this huge. is a, yeah, this is huge it's like a it's got, like a Super Bowl, like a exactly. boxing match of two legends. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I tell you what, they about, about to be mad crunking tonight, though. They about to be crunking their ass off. <laughs> Everybody in their lowriders tonight. Uh huh. <laughs> so the Grammys are coming up. Apparently, they've snubbed Nicki Minaj, Justin Bieber, and The Weeknd. So, Drake says that it's time to start something of our own. Um, a lot of people... Wait, so they snubbed... Okay, first of all, they snubbed Nicki Minaj. Boo-hoo. Don't nobody care. Except well, for Barbies. Thing, like, you know, these artists... Because they talked about this on The Real a couple of weeks ago. And Adrian, being in the music industry, had to explain several things. Um, One thing she didn't touch on is, like, first of all, everybody needs to understand that every award show functions differently as far as how the awards are given. And the Grammys isn't, you know, it isn't voted on by the people. It isn't even... Um, based on record sales or um, downloads or anything like that. First of all, for a Grammy, you have to 
um, send them your material that you want to be considered for nomination. Because uh, Cardi B was saying how she didn't, she didn't send WAP, she didn't send them um, WAP to be considered. So, first of all, I don't know artist, why I sent them that WAP. She, like, sent them that WAP. Well, because that's what Asian now, if they would have, now, if they would have snuffed that, I know that shit. I know y'all want some bullshit. Because well, WAP did ridiculous. Well, because that's a, so that's what I'm saying. Like, as an artist, you have to submit. Go ahead, Cardi, send them that wet ass material in order, in order to be considered. Then there's an academy built on other artists. Like, I know LL Cool J's in the academy. There's other art. There are other artists in the academy that then looks at what has been presented to them and then they cast their votes. So a lot of people for a long time were saying that the the voters were not um, represented over all areas of music. They were saying there weren't enough uh, black artists in the academy. So now there are black artists in the academy. And guess what? Just like with the presidential election, a good 80% of them are not voting. So now you have your seat at the table and you're not utilizing it to help other artists. I, I, I don't so understand that. I don't. So I hear you, Drake, but I don't hear you because we complained about not having a seat at the table. They gave us a seat at the table and y'all was like, okay, thank you, but we're not going to participate. So we. Because they want the title. That's all that shit is. Exactly. They complained so, about it, finally got the title and don't want to do nothing with it, don't want to help other artists because i'm pretty sure a lot of them people that got that finally got that seat at that table probably got snub, snubbed at one point in their career too and was looking like what the fuck you mean not in what yeah. so now that you finally come on man don't 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 and be so in your uncle tom in it don't do that what um adrian was saying was that just because you feel a certain kind of way about the grammys don't disregard them because there, I know growing up, like to say Grammy award winning artist was like a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So, just because you feel a certain way, I mean, don't, it still is because they, they still say it like that, right? And that's what, like, like Adrian said, just because you feel a certain way, don't make those that are nominated that do win that feel some kind of way like this mm-hmm. isn't a big achievement because Chloe and Hallie. Um, the twin sisters that are mm-hmm. um, signed, signed to Beyonce. Yeah, they're nominated and they were so happy and so proud to be nominated. And she doesn't want like the things that Drake says and the artists that have been snubbed, like yeah. Justin Bieber in the weekend, to damn It's definitely a thin line you, you walk in when you, like, I get what both sides are saying. Like, I get what Drake is saying, but. I get what Adrian is saying too. Like, mm-hmm. don't ruin it for everybody else because you had a bad experience. And plus, the people that got the only problem I got with who got snubbed, and there's probably more people on that list, but you just named the three, is the weekend. Nicki Minaj, I don't see what she put out this year yeah, I don't know what she that you felt like should be nominated. Justin Bieber, I just recently heard something new from him. But then again, I haven't been listening to much radio, so maybe I did miss something. But the only person I know, and maybe because I'm a fan, that has been consistent I, I, is The Weeknd. I can't. I, I wouldn't 
call me a Bieber fan, but I do like his music. I do like stuff that he puts out. Yeah. I have been I have been hearing a lot of the the new material that he's put out, but that goes back to the process of the Grammys. I don't know what you presented. Exactly. Like exactly because I just recently like, heard art, something. Because art is interpretive. Like you can listen to a song, I can listen to a song, and we can have can two different it. vibes and yep. two different feelings from it. Let alone not even understand what the artist wanted us to understand. Mm-hmm. A perfect example of that for me is that way back in the day, Aaron Hall put out a song called I Miss You. When I heard that song on the radio at that time and point in my young life, because I wasn't even a teenager, it was like, oh my God, another sad love song on the radio. I'm so over this. But then when he put out the video and um, it was a video of his girlfriend, you know, um, dying during childbirth, like that that song then had different meaning for me. It then evoked a different set of emotions versus just hearing the lyrics on the radio. So art is, you know, is interpreted by the person, you know, receiving it. And it may not even be the the way that the artist intended it to, you know, convey. And just like with The weekend, we had this conversation, like, he's doing something very positive and he's putting it out there but he's not explaining it so it's not it's not reading and coming across the way he wants it to so i i don't know what you presented to the grammy so i really can't like boohoo and feel bad well i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure the weekend him or his camp done included whatever he's done this year and for him to get snubbed, if they if he presented what he's done this year, then yeah, that is, yeah, it, it's some bullshit. Because the weekend has had a, a, a decent musical 2020. His album was decent, and yeah, I don't know, but like you said, everything's interpreted different because it's art. Everybody looks at shit differently. Everybody, and then it depends on you know at what some at what point in your life are you at. You know, yeah, because so. songs that didn't do anything for me when I was younger, when I didn't have certain experiences and stuff, mm-hmm. hit a little different now that I I, I listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I told you because I it's um I love the Wait and Takes Hell soundtrack because I was a huge Whitney Houston fan because my grandmother was a huge Whitney Houston fan, and there was just uh. Tony Braxton's song, it was Let It Flow. Did nothing for me. I would skip past that song and uh, go straight to sitting up in my room real quick. But now, as an adult, like that song hits different. Now, now you understand it. Yeah. All right, guys, going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this. All right. So, Dionne Warwick has been everywhere because she she is quite entertaining on Twitter. Um, she has had to prove that she's the one sending out her tweets. And you know yeah, that, that was funny as hell. she's sending out some funny stuff if SNL had to do a whole skit on her. And yeah, she made SNL. Yeah, she made SNL. It was quite funny. Um, <laughs> so, you know, her first 
Twitter victim was Chance the Rapper when she asked him, like, if you're a rapper, why, why must you include it in your name? So, of course, Chance was like, his reply back was just like, you're a legend and you know who I am. So I'm just like in awe of that. So Chance the Rapper and Dionne Warwick, along with The Weeknd, are going to do a We Are The World's Hype track um, for a charity called Hunker Not Impossible. This um, charity, from my understanding, it doesn't provide food itself, but it connects um, people in need with different organizations and locations that do offer uh, food to the hungry. So I'm really excited to see um, what this track turns out to be. Yeah, because, you know, trying to recreate originals just hasn't worked out a lot. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it also. No, they're not, like, it's just going to be that type of track. So, like, right now it's the annual weakest chance the rapper is the weekend. They're looking for other artists to join in on the track. Well, it's so going to be the know. bomb anyway because the weekend on it. So, Chance, the rapper, and uh, <laughs> the legend Tiana Warwick. Let's not forget them. So, yeah, they're going to be on it too. <laughs> see. So, um, we have been. Just to stay on the music track, our friends, well, first of all, congratulations to T.I. and Tiny and Zanique, because Zanique gave birth to T.I. and Tiny's first grandchild a um, couple of days ago. Wait, but which one is Zanique? Zanique is the oldest, Tiny's old, you know, OMG girls. The only one that's been pregnant for this duration that's not the one he go to a gynecologist but is it no oh <laughs> see that's the one the you should have been going that's the one you should have been going to the gynecologist oldest. with oh my goodness that's who you should have been going with Tip. well you, so ti and the family hustle all the whole gang has been all over the media a lot lately um the family was on you know in the media because you know they're recording ti and the family hustle right now uh reginae lewayne's daughter um during the taping had a birthday party so zanique was getting a lot of heat for attending it while being pregnant because being pregnant you're considered high risk for covid um and of course reginae was getting heat because she gave the party and her response to it was that with reporting CI and the Family Hustle, they receive COVID tests um, three times a week. And my thing with that is that a lot of people are saying that. And it's like, just because you're tested doesn't mean that you're not susceptible to getting it. Like, being tested is just that. They, they act like they tested. got the vaccine already. Exactly. Right. They're... they're interchanging the word tested with vaccinated as if they're interchangeable. Um, but T.I. is in 
in the news again because it's funny you bring up the whole gynecologist thing because apparently he mentioned on an interview that he did recently that him and Lil Duval have been discussing spending quality time with their daughters, having one on one time with their daughters, and they refer to it as thought prevention hours. <laughs> That was a good one. So, of course, with his history of (laughs) the way that he talks to and refers to his daughters, no one said anything about Le Duval and the fact that he partook in this conversation and may have been the one that came up with the term. All the heat is going directly towards T.I. because why thought prevention hours? Why you can't just be spending time with your daughters? Man, I don't know. But see, that's the thing, though. That just goes back to just the world just being too fucking sensitive. Like, we can't joke no more. Like, I know we going through a pandemic, and I know shit fucked up right now in 2020 been a fun, uh, a fucked up year. But have we lost our sense of humor, though? Like, why must everything be so fucking serious, man? Like, we know what he, he means. He's spending time with his daughter. But, damn, we can't have a little comedy with the shit? Like, god damn. I think, like, so when we, with a whole gynecologist thing, like, that that was a lot. And that hurt his daughter. So, for me, that is my thing. Like, how do your daughters feel about you saying that? Like, not even the sisters, because that's the thing, like... I know too. But, wait, don't care. but why? But why? Why? Why we gotta know how the daughters feel about it? It's a joke. No, no, I'm just saying for me, like, do I care about you? Like, am I a fan of your choice of words? It is what it is. Like, this is who you are. But like, my point is, is that the last comment he made hurt his daughter. So that's what everybody needs to like his focus is because he don't care what we think he don't care if you know i'm offended i just want him to be more mindful of his daughter's reaction just because of how long it appears to have taken for things to get right so with his daughter so i'm assuming this was said on his podcast no, it was someone else. It's someone interviewing him. It wasn't okay, so, uh, T.I. expeditiously. So, okay, so the point is, like, his daughter wasn't part of this interview. It was him. And, like, why must we care what his daughter feels? Because he's being interviewed, not his daughter. And, like... I get what you're saying about, you know, letting shit cool off from the whole gynecologist comment. But the see, the problem is the world is too sensitive. Like, but this man introduced like, everybody I'm... to expeditiously, and the world just took off with that word. Now, y'all, y'all ain't feeling these words, though. Now y'all got, come on, man. I'm not even saying, like, the world. I'm just saying that not just T.I., but people... Men specifically seem to just not realize sometimes that your words have power and they may not like be meant to be 
vicious or anything else. But like, I feel like when a man has daughters, he needs to just be mindful and sensitive to the fact that he has daughters. Like you don't want, if, if it's something, you don't want somebody walking up to your daughter and saying, then maybe you shouldn't say it to somebody else's. But what did he say to somebody? But I'm just saying like, he just needs to be, I know that he doesn't care. Like how the world is feeling about it. I just need him to take a moment because of the backlash that he got from the whole gynecologist thing because he didn't expect the 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 firestorm that Deja got from his comments because he was just having a conversation. And it was, of course, misconstrued because you can say a lot of things and the way that they're edited or the way that they're presented to the public may not be your intention. So I'm just saying that because you didn't expect this firestorm that your daughter received from the things that you said, that maybe you need to like take a pause before saying certain things that can backlash on your children. Cause we know how he is like about his kids and about his family. You not, you not finna say nothing about Tiny. You not finna come for any of his children. So before you send that firestorm that way, and then you have to do a red table talk again, cause that's what he did, you know, with the firestorm before. Before you have to, you know, do these apology tours and things like that. Just take that. A half a second to to see how this is going to affect your immediate circle, I and if it. it's not, then let it slide. Like I get the I get the backlash from the whole God of Connors just thing, but for anybody to have a problem with what he just recently said, they're, like that, because for the longest, the but that, but this. the two doesn't go together because that wasn't said in the same interview. No, it's, it's, it's it different interviews, but, but you can't. But you can't. Oh my God, the world! What I can't say this saying, enough. People is too fucking sensitive today, man. The world has became sensitive as fuck. You can't say nothing nowadays without offending somebody. I could say some shit like, you know what? I don't even fuck with white bread. I love wheat bread. Oh, all of a sudden he racist. He don't like white bread. What, what, what he got against white bread? What, you don't like white people neither? Like, that's the fuck, that's what's wrong with the world. They, you can't say nothing without somebody being offended. And I don't find this offended. Oh, it's stop prevention time. That's the same thing as, like, you told me the other uh, other day. You was like, you know, I did, when we was talking about Ty, you was like, I did my part. My part was, I just wanted to keep off the pole. Well, he that's like that. the same shit, pretty much. He, right, he so that's what I'm saying. It's the same shit. It's just worded different. But the world is just so well, fucking sensitive, like man. Said, like, you know that, and like, you've already done something that set off this firestorm. So, and people are hooking back to that. Like, um, I don't know why he's so into what's going on with his girl's bodies and all this other stuff. Because other things that he said is things that like a lot of people think 
T.I. is very, even though he's not that old, neither are you, but you both are very old-fashioned in your mindsets, where he's like, you know, when I'm raising my daughters, I got to prevent them from being on the pole. I have to prevent them from getting pregnant, whereas I don't have to think about those things with my son. But you do. You don't want your son out here just planting seeds all over the world. Oh, I know. I know. I, I'm both ways with it. I I just I just had a talk with Khalil. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a long talk, but I I, I asked him, "Hey, what you doing? I ain't doing nothing. Nah, for real, for real, I ain't your mother. What you doing?" And he like, "Nah, dad, for real, for real, I ain't doing nothing. All right, but you know when you start doing something, nigga, you know what you got to do." strap up like that was it so i don't know about ti because i don't know his son's you know i don't want to talk about nobody kids i ain't about to talk about ti kids he be buying too many guns but for me i'm just different like yeah i'm trying to keep my daughters off the pole but i'm also trying to keep my son from paying child support thank you so (laughs) so i don't know about everybody else but that's 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 my mentality though because that's what i'm saying like that that's been the history of it like you know everybody wants to come at the woman and tell the woman how precious a flower is and all this other stuff but y'all ain't having these same conversations with your son about how to treat a woman and how her flower is precious and, and or how he's precious and don't need to just be out here raw dog raw dog and whatever the hell comes across his path like that that is I think the main issue that people are having, like, have that same energy with your boys. Have that same energy with your sons. Like, there is just a lot of lopsidedness, and specifically in the Black community, of how a mother raises her daughter versus how she raises her son. And the same thing with the fathers. It's a very lopsided situation as to how a father raises his daughter it is. and how he raises his daughter. It is. And I'm and, and I'm not blind to that. So so a lot of people are trying they they just want some equality because yeah, he's he not though. saying nothing about you know these boys you ain't never heard him talking about you know I'm trying to keep King from pimping like you ain't heard that but you keep going back to these girls like oh my god gotta see if a hymen's in check oh my god gotta uh, do these stop prevention hours so I can keep off the pole like first of all yeah if your kids if your kids end up on the pole like this a whole I don't see nothing wrong with it I, 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 I think that saying is pretty clever like Stop prevention now. Stop prevention now. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so another heavyweight in the music industry that's in the news is Eminem because he just dropped a, a surprise album. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one track in specific that's getting a lot of attention and it is called Zeus. And in this track, he dissed Snoop Dogg and apologized to Rihanna. So what did he say about Snoop Dogg? He, um, like, I don't find it to be, like, okay, so apparently his issue with Snoop Dogg 
stems from an interview that Snoop Dogg did a couple years back. I want to say um, 2017. And Snoop was asked about his um, his top 10. And so he gave his top 10 and someone asked him like, so you wouldn't put Eminem in your top 10? And he flat out told him no. Like, you know, he calls him the great white hope. And he was basically saying, you know, a bunch of people, um, a, the hip hop industry basically doesn't have respect for white rappers is what he said. So he was like, I know he's in a lot of people's top 10 and a lot of people say that he's a heavyweight and this, that, and the third, but like, I don't consider him to, to be that. And so um, Eminem was basically saying that in the track that he was, um, that he looked up to Snoop Dogg and that Snoop Dogg um, meant a lot to him. But he w- he literally said that uh, Snoop Dogg was a god. You were a god to me. And then he was like, nah, nah, my bad. No, you weren't. I got, uh, I flipped Dog around with God because it was like, he said, last thing I need is Snoop Dogg and me. Man, Dog, you was like a damn god to me. Nah, not really. Ha ha. I had dogs spelled backwards. So it's what he said about Snoop Dogg within the track. He also um, mentioned Takashi and a couple other artists within this track. Like it's a full on whole diss track. I mean. But all because Snoop didn't put him in his top ten and said that hip hop didn't respect. Well, I think I don't even. I don't. I I think with him, it probably he probably didn't care about not being in Snoop's top ten. It was probably the the comment about being a white great hope and white rappers not getting any respect. But that's what like that's that's actual factual though, like. Cause um, cause what Snoop was saying, like, there's a lot of '80s legends, a lot of legends that he, you know, just places before Eminem, and like, I can see how you might want to consider it in a- rap, though. In rap, cause I can see how you can consider it offensive, but these are actual facts. Like when Eminem came out, like I think Eminem change the mindset that people had with white rappers. But before him, no. They weren't getting respect. Didn't nobody put no respect on Vanilla Ice? Yeah, thing. but we not talking, but that's the thing. See, and that and that's that's where Snoop probably fucked up. We not talking about other white rappers. We talking about M. And it don't we don't care if you if you didn't respect white rappers before him. We talking about him. Now if you want to look at numbers there's no debate there. But M killed it with like the numbers. They weren't, they weren't discussing like who puts out the best numbers. When you come up with your top five or your top ten, you're not sitting up here looking at the numbers like you know I would put. 
so and so on my top five. Yeah, I look at I look at, at your personal preference. So for but him, M is still in my top ten. I don't see how M's not in his top ten. But well, I mean, he, exactly. he's that's, an OG. So exactly that that's the thing. Like, but he should have left it at that though. He shouldn't have went as far as saying white rappers don't get respect in rap. He's the white great hope. He should have just left it at nah. He ain't in my top ten. But that's the thing. But. First of all, you know when you're doing the interview, especially with Snoop, like nobody's just gonna let that ride, especially because of their their connection through Dre. Dre. Nobody's gonna let that go because their natural assumption is okay. You ride, you know, you used to rock with Dre. He rocks with Dre. Like they're either expecting them to love each other or they're expecting them to hate each other because maybe they want to say that you know Snoop Dogg got kicked to the side when Dre started working with Eminem. Like they either want to bond them together because of Dre or tear them apart. So he's not going to be able to simply say he's not in my top ten and keep it moving. They're going to want an explanation, and I feel like his explanation is accurate for the time period that he represents right but that time period has nothing to do with him like that's what i'm saying like i think that's where whoever interviewed him baited him into that shit because so we can say that because it's like no maybe for you it doesn't but for the question you're asking snoop like it's like if you have a conversation about music with me versus having a conversation with music with my brother versus having a conversation with music with my father, you're going to get three different perspectives about hip hop and what it means to us. Like my father's probably going to say that there's just like noise, you know, and Sean's top 10 may not have Eminem in it because he's a different generation. Mine will have Eminem in it, but like I said, and all Snoop is talking about is his time and his era. And in his time and his era, Eminem was a great white hope. Like, there was no other white rapper that you were even going to put in anybody's top 100. Like, you you could set up that even though there weren't 100 rappers in there in their era, in their time period, they still weren't going to put Vanilla Ice in there just because he was available. But So no, I think it's but, just... Okay, so let I me... I think he got in this film. Let, let me add, no, no, because let me add to this too. So Snoop also said... He also said, but the game feels like he's one of the top 10 lyricists, and that all comes with it. That's just because he's with Dr. Dre, and Dr. Dre helped him find the best Eminem that he couldn't find. The last part, probably true, but he's one. He's considered a top ten lyricist from everyone else because he's with Dre. Dre has nothing to do with his lyrics. Dre has something to do with the beats because that's what Dre does. He has nothing to do with the lyrics. So for you to say that. Yeah, you, you, I'm about to put this pen to work because you about to get this. Like that—that's stupid. What does that have to do with Dre? What does his lyrics have to do with Dre? Don't write his lyrics. So what that has that? I can you if, now if you want to talk about beats, okay. But lyrics though, that has nothing to do with Dre. True, but. I don't know. Like maybe there's something in the inner workings of what was going on at Death Row aftermath that we don't know. 
I mean, but aftermath, it, it, nah, it, it, the two are not connected. I just think Snoop just, I don't know, because I even read where, I even read someone said that, you know, the interview did feel kind of weird. I don't know. Snoop just been on some other shit lately. At first, he wanted to do reggae. Then he did a gospel album. Like, nah, like, I ain't rocking with that, though. I ain't rocking with that, though. Like, nah, Snoop. He's tripping for that one. Thankfully, he ain't sing on it. He basically was the Kirk Franklin of the gospel album, but it was dope. He got some heavyweights on there. Um, it was hot. But yeah, he mentions Takashi in this song. As he should, because he is, I mean, I don't know. I feel I feel I feel different about that, but that's that's a whole nother show. Yeah, so he um he of course mentioned the Migos. Um, which I, I I really don't care for. I don't care for that mumble rap. Clearly he doesn't either because he said adios to the Migos. Yeah that I'm I'm Joe Button about that. I'm with Joe Button. I can't stand him. And so he he gave a shout out to you know black people in general, racial uh inequality. Um he name dropped Laquan McDonald, Trayvon, Brianna, um Rayshard, Dominique, and Eric Garner is along with Rodney King, just to show you how far back, you know, um we've been dealing with being murdered in the streets. Um, and like I said, he apologized to Rihanna um, for a diss track that, well, it wasn't even a diss track. It was a song that was supposed to be, that never made it to his album, but was picked up on another artist's album. And he basically was saying that um, he, he took Chris Brown's side because he didn't beat a, a bitch or two back in his day is literally what he said. So he was like, so he took Chris Brown's side when he shouldn't have because of the relationship that he's had with Brianna because they've made some mm-hmm. money-making hits together. Mm-hmm. So he was basically saying out of respect for that, respect for our relationship and the money we've made together, I shouldn't have took it sad. Even though I can relate to him more than I can relate to you. So we'll be back, folks. Take a quick break, fill up your glasses, use the bathroom, but make sure you come back to the Uncensored Life with the Saunders. So um, any of you that tune into Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy oh, this here week, we go. Um, it was another, like, kudos to Chandra Rhymes. Like, Yo, she, she deserves... Every fucking award possible because her shows really be hitting those emotions, man. Yeah. Well, which I guess I can understand the need for it. Like, I feel like they just came back and yet they're on another break and we will not see them until March. So I'm very upset. Like, what shall I do with myself on Thursday nights? Because like this one? Wow. So, for those of you who uh, 
have not seen it, this is definitely a spoiler alert. So you need to just yeah, the if you haven't seen right now. if you're a fan of Station 19 and haven't seen it yet, the, the last episode because it leaks over into um, yeah, cut cut the podcast off right now. Right, we'll we'll catch y'all next week. Uh, Merry Christmas. Enjoy yourselves because this is about to be a spoiler alert. So on the episode, there is um, a mother who wakes up and her daughter and her daughter's friend are not in the house as they should be from a sleepover. She has tracked um, her daughter's Fitbit like device because of course they can't say Fitbit uh, without paying Apple a ton of money. Um, Fitbit like device to um, this man's house and she is outside trying to get someone to just go into this man's house because she's tracked her daughter's device there. She knows that her daughter is inside. Like her mother instincts are just like my daughter's in there. I need to get her out. I need to get help getting her out. I've done everything that I should do as a parent. Like I've called the police. I've done all of that. But no one cares about finding black children. Like recently we've had several, a couple of Amber Alerts that have like come through the phone, come through the TV, come through the computer, mm-hmm. just stops everything in its tracks. And I've never experienced that when it's been a black child. Right. So this is the energy that she has. Like no one cares about black children. No one's looking for them. And my child is in this house and sex trafficking is real. So the team at Station 19 is not on duty. They are actually trying to enjoy themselves. They hear her crying outside. And that's when all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. My What did it for me was when the police showed up. And this man totally disrespected a white cop at that. This cop totally disrespected this black lady like that's when the emotions for me started like i was already you know like feeling some type of way at first because i have daughters we have daughters and uh i felt he wasn't even there i felt based on her call he was there because of the owner the homeowner because apparently they know each other right so when that black firefighter the big dude when he said, you know, God help me, let's get this information. But God help me, if I got to, I'll break this door down myself. I because felt that shit. Father, yeah. I felt that shit. Like, nigga, I'm breaking that door down with you. Let's go. But when that white cop showed up and said the shit he said, that's when I, that's when the emotion, that's when I became angry. I said, ain't no fucking way. And I even had this argument with my wife. I told her. And this is before, you know, the rest of the show went on. So I was telling her, like, yo, there is no way he can sit there and say that shit to you and me not whoop his ass. And of course, you know, because my wife is always Martin first. I'm more Malcolm first. She Martin first. She like, no, because that one it did nothing. That one it solved nothing. Then you would have been in the squad car and not looking for your daughter. No, 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 no. But at the end of the show, they end up arrested anyway. So, yes, if I'm going to end up in the back of the squad car anyway, 
I'm gonna whoop this. I'm gonna be. He ended up in there for for almost whooping one of that because he pushed dude. Because he pushed his wife right the ground. Right. But my thing is, if I ended up in the squad car anyway, then no, I'm about to beat this cop ass for talking to you like that. Ain't no way you about to pull up to the scene and talk to this black woman like that. No fucking way. Whether you my wife or not, this black woman is in distress. Her daughter's fitness tracker is telling you she's in this fucking house. And you going to pull up and this is the first thing that come out your mouth to disrespect me? When I called you for help, but you only responded because of him? Nah, nah, hell no. Nah. Ain't no way you can say that in front of a black woman with me. I'm sorry. It, it, fuck that badge. I'm about to beat your ass. Because I ended up going to jail anyway, so. But like I said, like, they, yes, they did end up going to jail anyway. But my thing was, is that if your first instinct in this world that we live in today is to fly off the handle, like they killing us for nothing, why give them a reason? We haven't given them a reason. They still no, killed I'm us. Say, I'm saying that, yes, they're killing us for no reason. But why give them one? Like, why hand them a I'm reason? Because I'm sorry. I'm on like, the side of so the protest. I'm on the side of the argument that we have did everything peacefully. We've done everything peacefully. We've marched. We've complied. And y'all still turn the hoses on us. Y'all still arrest us. Y'all still kill us while doing everything peacefully. So now at some point, it's time to get brawlic. It's time to get brutal. You ain't want to listen to me when I want to come at you professionally and out of respect. So now it's time for me to get disrespectful. The same way you just came at this black lady is the same energy I'm about to have at you. Because we called you peacefully. And you done came up here on some bullshit. So now I got to come back at you with the book. At some point, somebody in the protest got to just set shit off. Like, that's how I feel. Like, we all been out here pars- uh, marching and protesting peacefully. We ain't started no trouble. We just doing our chance. We in front of this building. We ain't blocking nobody from coming in. We ain't blocking nobody from coming out. We just want our voices to be heard. I get that, and we're and not you the coming one at writing. Me I, I disrespectful as fuck. At some point, somebody in the protest got to set shit off. That's all I'm saying. We all can't be Martins. No, I don't want everybody to be Martin I, because there are some benefits to being Malcolm. I'm just saying that, like that, can't just. You can't have a hair trigger in these situations. So just like you're thinking about it as a black father, I as a mother am already in distress and I am looking for my child and I need to know where my child is and I need my child in my face, in my presence right now. And we're in a situation where like, I just need to get past that door in order to see my child. The last thing that I now want to have to worry about is my husband. I don't want to have to worry about You ain't got to worry about me. Because I'm going to tell you off rip. So if we in a situation where I know shit can get out of hand, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, baby, no matter what happens, don't worry about me. 
If we're in a situation where our kids is missing, baby, no matter what happens, don't come for me. Don't worry about me. Stay put so you can focus on them girls. That's what I'm going to tell you. If, if it's not even about the girls, if we out protesting, baby, don't go to jail with me. Stay put. If some shit go down, let it be. Don't worry about me. So no, we're I'm 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 always gonna tell you that if we in a situation where some shit about to happen, baby, don't worry about me. That's easy to say, but hard to do. No, it's not hard to do. Don't worry about me. Let me do what I'ma do. Let me do what I'ma do. Now I might do some shit you might not agree with, but you keep your ass over there and be Martin and you let me be Malcolm. See, that's the thing about us. We we yin we yin and yang. So don't worry about me. You just focus on the task at hand. You let me wild out. That's all I'm saying. Like, you Martin, I'm Malcolm. Like, I, I'm sorry. That shit pissed me off. I couldn't go with that. Like, ain't no way no cop about to pull up and say that shit to you. Like, I'm, he would, the rest of the police would have pulled up. He would have been laying on the ground. Like, his partner would have had to shoot me because you're not about to talk to no black. I, I almost got into somebody when I was at work. Like, I don't know if I told you when I was at the Walgreens and fucking Elgin and the dude was going off on. I'm like, dude, that's somebody's mother. What the fuck is you doing? Oh, bitch. Just because you black don't mean you can disrespect another. Nah, shouldn't no one disrespect no one. This lady's doing her job. Nigga, your ID expired years ago. Why you ain't got no new ID? And you want to cuss her out for doing her job? No, nah, you got me fucked up. Fuck these chips. Hold on. Because you're not about to talk to my mother like that. Because I'd be damned if somebody talked to my mother like that. And if somebody did talk to my mother like that, I wouldn't want somebody to protect her. So that's where I was at that instant. So I don't know. With men, we just, our first instinct is to protect. I'm sorry. That's what we do. Yes, yes, I know. And ain't nobody about to pull up and say the shit that cop said to that woman to you. No way. And not live to tell about it. Mm-mm. So I I get that, but that that's the thing. Like, of course, we're gonna see this from two different perspectives. Like, I respect and I understand the anger and the frustration that he had, and the the need and the desire to protect this woman in this instinct. But for him specifically, he's a single father that was just discussing about how he has no village because he's he's not talking to his parents for some reason. Well, he think he has he, no village. Right. Okay, so he yes, I get that. He thinks he has no village. He knows that he is a single father. He knows that, that this baby's mama just up and disappeared. You don't know where she is. She didn't change her number. Nobody can find her or locate her, which means that in your mind, because you think you have no village, you are this baby's only lifeline. You are only family member because you're not talking to your parents. And because of you not talking to your parents and your sister trying to be the mediator between the two, you're not talking to her either. You kicked old girl out the house because you were starting to have feelings for her. And so, like, you in your mind, while you're doing all of this for somebody else's child, feel like you have no village and no one to look after yours. So now you're locked up. What happens to your daughter? Her no. daughter's safe now. Her daughter is at Grace Sloan, getting the best care possible. 
sitting up here uh being woo 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 by Mr. Green Eye Jesse Williams. Her daughter's good now. What happens to yours? Well, that's the thing, though. That's where my like he my thinks he has no good. Like I, but I he need does, to look at so. the whole picture. Yes, yes. Oh, girl, even though you kicked her out, and she already said your baby could call her auntie. Yes, Station 19 has that baby. They're going to take care of that baby. If mm-hmm. it even means taking that baby to his parents, because she even thinks he's crazy for not talking to his parents because he's a grown-ass man that's mad because he got cut off. You got a whole full-time job, and you're mad because you got cut off. So she already, Vic already has some issues with the fact that he's not talking to his parents. So, he, so yes, in reality, yes, he has a village and his village will take care of his child. But in his mindset, he, you literally just said that you have no village and you get yourself locked up. So now her daughter's good. Well, see, that's the thing. So... In his defense, he didn't get locked up for nothing. He was in that scene, she didn't even touch the cop, but yet she was getting arrested for assaulting the cop that she never touched and resisting arrest. I don't understand because he was manhandling her, right? So, in his mind, no, this isn't okay. You're not about to do that now. How many times? Have we watched someone on video be brutalized by the police and said, damn, no one stepped in? Y'all all got to record. No one stepped in? He was the nigga stepping in. I get that. But I've all, we've also had this conversation with situations like that where everybody, yes, I want, like, first of all, Recording and cell phones is like the best thing that could have ever happened to the black people as a whole. Because this shit has been going on forever. And we've been telling y'all about it. And y'all trying to tell us that it's all in our heads. Y'all want us to forget slavery. Y'all want us to forget the civil rights movement. Y'all want us to forget decades and centuries of this country being on bullshit with the black people. However, y'all want us to remember 9-11. Like, pick something. Pick pick something. So I get it. The, the video cameras is the best thing that has ever happened to us as a whole. But we've had this conversation before that I get to a certain extent why, like, if it's just one or two of y'all recording, I get it. Because y'all don't outnumber this power. We don't know who, you know, it could be somebody's nana on the other side of this this camera or whatever. So, no, you couldn't have stepped in and helped in that situation. So, I thank you for recording. Um, but, yeah, I get, I, I'm right with you. Like, if it's 900 of y'all recording this one instant, we just need 10%. We just need 90 of y'all to choke hold this cop. Mm-hmm. So like I, I I get I get all sides of it and that that's my thing that's what I step in like I don't I have lived a portion of my life where I have been Malcolm and very reactive and not thought about the whole picture and I've learned from that so that's I stopped myself to look at the whole picture. 
Like if I go ahead and I slide back into my old ways and I just snap off and go crazy, how does this affect X, Y, and Z? Like, yes, situation A may be good, but how does this affect X, Y, and Z? I mean, I guess that all goes back to just us having different life experiences because it's been situations where I've been Martin. And now I look at it and I like, I should have damn sure just somebody should have got their ass whooped. Like somebody should have got hurt. Like, yeah, uh, a chick should have got her ass beat that day. And I don't even hit women. But yeah, it's been times I don't look that shit like, yeah, nigga, you crazy. Like you really sat back and took that shit. So uh, yeah, you've been Malcolm all your life and you've realized that don't work for you. I've been Martin. And I've realized, like, nah, nigga, that was a Malcolm X moment. Like, somebody should have got choked. So I don't know. It, it goes back to just, I guess, the individual life experiences. But I just feel like in today's society, with everything going on, we've been Martin all too long. It's time for some Malcolm X's to just rise up by any means necessary and at that moment he was a malcolm x he he wasn't no you're not about to manhandle that black woman like that first of all she's being arrested for some bullshit she yeah, never even touched you right and, and she's not the thing, like in a lot of, you're right, manhandling her in a lot of instances where they say you know ex- so-and-so got killed or shot or arrested or because there have been so many different scenarios with so many different outcomes for resisting arrest like how am I resisting when you never put me under arrest? You never read me my rights. I'm not even under arrest. Or like, I don't get it when that's your only charge. How is that my only charge? What am I resisting if you have no other charge but me resisting arrest? Which goes back to Sandra Bland. Like, you arrested me for resisting arrest. Period. Not, you know, not a speed ticket and resisting arrest or not assault and battery and resisting arrest. You arrested me for resisting arrest. What am I resisting? And half the time, my thing is, half the time, you're not even resisting. You're fucking resisting the pain. You fucking, you, 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 you twisted my fucking wrist too hard. Like, if you want to put handcuffs on me, just put them on me. But you don't got to do all that to get them on me. You don't have to slam me on the hood. You don't have to jack me up. We all don't fucking sit there and, and resist. Half the time we compile complying, we just want to know what the fuck is you putting these handcuffs on me Which for. Which is our right. Like that's part of the like the Miranda rights and everything in the justice system. Like you have to tell me. Why you're arresting me? And so that's what that's why I'm saying, like with the whole resisting arrest, like I don't get it when that's the only charge on your rap sheet. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I resisting if this is the only charge on my rap sheet? So because okay. you had no reason to arrest me before I resisted arrest. Like, how, make that make sense for me. So okay, so so to get back on topic a little bit, dealing with the show. So the other thing that made me mad was when he went to charge this cop, he got tackled by another cop. And the cop happened to be black. And that's when I was like, oh, hell no. First of all, you gonna tackle this black man who's trying to protect this black woman who's being falsely arrested 
falsely accused and manhandled by this clearly racist ass cop. But you ain't going to check him, though. You ain't going to check the nigga you work with. You're going to go tackle him. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't took a breath to go check this nigga. But you're going to tackle him, the person that's trying to protect her. Boy, that goes back to the top of the show. Like, I'm pretty sure round of applause for Shonda Rhimes because that show had me heated. It had me heated, yo. Yeah, he wouldn't even watch the second hour, which was Grey's Anatomy because he was so charged from station. Yo, I'm telling you, I was so mad. I took a shower and went to bed, yo. I didn't want to watch nothing else, I didn't want to talk about nothing. Shonda Rhimes, oh my God, you beautiful black queen. You are a genius when it comes to writing because your shows, oh my God. Like if I can meet her in person, yo, I, I, I will bow down to her. She's a writing goddess. Yeah, that show she, had me so in my feelings. I couldn't believe it. She is awesome and amazing not only for writing our stories so beautifully which we do not have enough of but she is also amazing at being all inclusive and not just telling our stories because like um i think someone brought it up recently like yes we need more black stories we need our stories out there we need funding for our stories we need to see more of us on the screen but like We've been saying this for as long as I can remember about TV. You and I had this conversation about uh, the network CBS and how it's still not all inclusive. So like someone brought up that we should be at the point right now that we're not begging for black stories or latino stories or asian stories we should just be at the point now that we're begging for the shows to just look like the world because we're not like two there are some areas that you can consider to still be segregated like okay that's the the latino uh town or whatever the case may be but as a whole we are all everywhere so why are we still seeing shows that only have white people or only have black people or only have Asians or only have Latinos and it's not reflective of who we are as a country. Like we are a melting pot. Like this has always been called the, you know, the home of the free, the land of the brave. Like we are a melting pot. Every culture is well, well, you know, not under the current administration. It's every culture welcome, but like every culture, every race is welcome here. So why aren't we seeing that reflected in our shows? Why are we still just battling for like the crumbs of just like, damn, can you put one black person in your city? Like right, so, like, yeah, because it's been plenty of times we don't watch the show, and I'm like, damn, we can't get one black person. Like, especially when shows take place in like New York or LA or some shit like exactly. that. Come on now, stop playing. Exactly. So that's like, like that's the thing. Like, we should be like 
finding shows that reflect how life really is. Like, so you're on the West Coast and there's not one Asian person? Right. Like one Mexican? Come on now. So like why 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 isn't programming reflecting how life is? So that's why I say it's time she Shonda Rhimes doesn't just show the black experience and all of her shows she touches on everything just like um so we've had the conversation about how in the the medical field like doctors are to black women with the police are to black men she touched on um just a couple of weeks ago that it's not just black women that aren't listened to like she had this scene where you know owen's patient who happens to be of asian descent uh, ended up back at the hospital, you know, fighting for his life for something that if if Owen had a just for two seconds realized that this man is of Asian descent and certain things happened to them medically, he wouldn't have been back there. And he had this conversation with, you know, Miranda where she touched on the fact that everybody like it doesn't make you racist to have a bias because we all have bias. Yeah. So I, I I just like that in addition to telling our story so beautifully and getting emotions out of us because we do need that release, especially this year. Like we, we can't be walking around bottling things up. We need to have that release. I love the fact that she is all inclusive in her writing and her shows um how to get away with murder scandal Grey's anatomy station 19 like she she is a very good story writer she's, she's a genius show she really is station 19 had me it just i don't know like i felt like it, it was my situation and when you can touch somebody like that, yeah, that's, that's powerful. Right. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, because I mean that's that's kind of like the point of it all, like being able to to give a character like where you feel like if this isn't you, you feel like this is your neighbor or your friend or your doctor or whatever like you should be able to relate to the character in the story on some level like that's good writing that's good production that's a good show and she she has she has the formula for that hands down right so with that being said guys hey thank you for tuning in to another episode of uncensored life with the saunders uh just a couple of last words for you guys all my people in georgia make sure you get out and vote yes the last the process isn't is over yet january 5th we they're doing early voting now early the first day of early voting already had more numbers than the election itself so right so get out there vote do the right thing for your state because if we don't get these seats, then we got Biden and Camilla in there for nothing because they're going to be blocked every way they can. So 
make sure you guys get out there and do what you can do your part as american citizens and real quick because we promised the update on these stimulus they were supposed to have something done by yesterday um trump signed something to extend the government prevent the government shutdown throughout the weekend the republicans are saying we're not leaving um until something is voted on and the next vote is supposed to occur tomorrow afternoon at one so yeah hopefully we get the relief the 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 help we need because we all need it i don't care who you is uh and yeah georgia make sure you get out there and vote so Thank you for tuning in to, fun, to another episode of Uncensored Life with Dishonors, and we will see or hear you guys next weekend. I hope you guys have a blessed Christmas week, and we out.